I'm not gonna say I've main evented. I'm not gonna say I wanna win this title. I just, I really want that next storyline that takes the character to a different place. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of Character. I'm your host, Ryan Satin, and today we are joined by the SmackDown Women's Champion, the Queen. I have it here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Charlotte Flair. Yeah, you gotta show it off once if you're gonna put it down. Okay, it's, it, it made it. <laughs> it's just hanging out right here. So how does it feel to be back at work after eight months away? Honestly, once you're back, you're back. Like now, it doesn't feel like I was gone. Um, I was a little nervous about, like the first night I came back, I was like, wait, do I remember how to be Charlotte? Like when I walk out there, like the arrogance, the persona, everything. And then when my music hit, it was like, oh, okay. This is like riding a bike, <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> Just because I hadn't been on in eight months. It's I a hadn't, long time. Yeah. And, having to feel that intense, like that emotion, no. So yeah, now it's like, oh, I was never gone. <laughs> that's what it feels like. That's, that's interesting to hear because eight months is a long time. Like yeah. I feel like you have to feel pretty refreshed after that long away from the ring. Cause you've been grinding for so long that it was like the longest break you've probably had as an adult. Yes. Um, no, my first live events back, uh, I didn't feel any ring rust. The only difference is, you know, being a good guy instead of a bad guy. Um, you know, wanting to tell my bad guy <laughs> what to do, but <laughs> just keep your mouth shut. <laughs> but um, no, it's it's been great. It's uh, this is the first time that I've really committed to being a good guy. Like I'm all in. Like there's no on the fence or I don't want to do this or feel awkward. Like I'm going to, I'm going to go for it. What's the biggest change that you have to make when you're going from heel Charlotte to babyface Charlotte? Like everything. <laughs> <laughs> like basically me. <laughs> Take away my accolades. <laughs> Take away everything. <laughs> like <laughs> like uh, on Raw 30. Um, it's I, originally I was gonna say, and I beat uh, Trish Stratus, Ronda Rousey, Nikki and Brie, Bailey, Becky, like name. All, like, how about I just say, and I had the opportunity to face. Like, you really have. Like, when it comes from me, like I feel like I have to. There is such a fine line, like anything that I say. So it was just, you know, I've had the opportunity to face all these people and. Whether I'm a good guy or bad guy, I would definitely say, you know, all of these women helped me get to where I am, but even just saying beat versus face them is like, everything is so micromanaged. Like how many times can I say 14 in a promo? Just once. <laughs> Maybe just don't say it at all. You know what I mean? Like, so then baby face, Charlotte's much more humble than it seems like. Because I feel like the, the Charlotte we're used to is very confident in herself and what she's done and doesn't hold anything back for anyone. But I even feel like when I was a bad guy, I was... Maybe not humble. That's the character? No. You the person, No, yeah, the I mean character. The per yeah, the character. Um, 
Yeah, I just don't talk about anything that I've done <laughs> so far. I was dying. Under race history. I was dying when you were, when, <laughs> that match the other day when you grabbed the title from Jessica and you like did your heel thing where you like grabbed it and then you stopped yourself and were like, wait, I'm a good guy now. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, I was you, like, do you. I hug her right now or not? Is this really <laughs> awkward? But I just, I, okay, you know how I said I was nervous? Like would I remember how to be Charlotte? Yeah, there was no problem. I won, I went for the title, went to, oh wait. That is not how you act. <laughs> so, yeah, that won't happen again. Okay, good. I want to get to your return, but I want to ask a little bit about your time away first. Mm -hmm. um, did you stay up to date at all on WWE when you were gone, or was it a complete disconnect? I tried not to. It was, um, I was pretty disconnected. Yeah. Did that help you? Yeah. Seems healthy to do that. I feel like when you're stuck in that bubble for as long as you had been, like it's so healthy to kind of just like get away for a little bit. Well, it's like, what do I want? What do Manny and I want? What does the future look like? Like, I never really, like, this time has gone by so fast and everyone says, you know, it, it does and it has. And in the same breath, I still feel like there's all these things I wanna do, but that like, I keep getting asked all these questions, like what's next, like, like, am I supposed to like want to be done? Like, I never thought of it that way. So, d disconnecting for me was more like, well, when my when I joined FCW that turned into NXT and my brother died, I just never looked back and just threw myself into works. And this was like the first time that there. I, what do I like other than wrestling? Like. Other, you know, what do I like? You know, not worried about the pressure, the storylines, the being on, or just not, like none of it. I tried to like, I had to. I think that I was interviewing Emma recently. And we talked about how like, when you're younger, sometimes it feels like you need something. Like you, yeah. you need to succeed and then you kind of get to a place when you're a little older where it's more of like, is this what I want though? And I, and I feel like that's kind of like what you're talking about a little bit of like, well, what do I want in life? Like, what do I, this- Like, what am I trying yeah. to like, what is the big picture? Cause it just, it went by so fast. And everyone always asks, well, like, what is there left to do? And I'm like, well, Am I not supposed to want that next like juicy storyline or that feud that makes you like not want to turn the channel? Like that's, you, you know, what performing's all about. I'm like, why is that such a, like, hard for people to understand? Well, I mean, well, the like, best part about wrestling is that it, it almost doesn't end. It always keeps it going. It always keeps going. It's forever yeah. and ever and ever. And so like, that's why I, as a wrestling fan, was drawn to it as, yeah. as a young kid because I was like, oh, all my other shows, they have seasons and they, they go off and WWE's always there, it's a constant. And so I think that, um, yeah, I think that people sometimes are trying to end people's careers way too early when it's like, no, that's the whole fun of well, wrestling. Yeah, I'm not saying it never has to I've end. I've main-evented. I'm not gonna say I've main-evented. I'm not gonna say I wanna win this title. I just, I really want that next storyline that takes the character to a different place. Yep. You know? Mm -hmm. So, that, I mean, I think any performer wants that. In your time away, you said that you were trying to figure out what you liked and what you, yeah. 
Is there anything that you discovered that you liked that you didn't know before? Um, museums. Okay. I, Manny and I had the opportunity to explore Rome, Venice, and Florence, and we had a tour guide every single day, and I've never, I, I mean, as a kid, my parents, you know, took a sightseeing, but not to a lot of museums, and I remember throughout school, I was just kind of, like, there with my friends, being cool <laughs> in the back, and, like, I was really intrigued and, um, you know, wanting to learn more. Uh, so, I, I never saw myself as a museum person. Museums like are fun. I was blown away. They're yeah. really cool, like when you, yep. and I also do think you need to be older to kind of like appreciate, appreciate them a little maybe bit. Maybe that's what, it, yeah. Because I agree, when you're younger, you're like, okay, this is like an old thing, I don't really cool care. Cool painting, let's get a picture. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> like, let's get the selfie. No, but like I was, um, there. I, I really enjoyed it, yeah. I really like modern art museums. They're there because you just see weird stuff that isn't necessarily like super old or whatever, but it's just kind of like, oh, that's cool looking. I would put that Very up in my abstract. house. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of abstract stuff for sure. Yeah. I love Italy. Italy's one of my favorite places yeah. to go. You guys were there for your honeymoon? Um, we went to Italy for seven days, okay. but right when we got married, we went to, um, where all did we go? First to Costa Rica, okay. and then to Tequila, Mexico. Oh, sick. So we only went on two trips, but it just seemed like, because we posted so many pictures. Um, but you've been working for so long, two trips is like everything. No, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know, like more than four days, like, <laughs> yes, it is. It is a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, uh. Like, I can eat all the gelato in the world <laughs> and not worry about it. Dude, honestly, Pasta for breakfast? I was just gonna say, Italy, for, the best part of Italy is the food. It's oh just so much good food constantly. Yeah, I mean, I performed in Italy before, but I, I guess I didn't eat. Like, while I was there, I didn't realize, like, well, I guess I was just catering. Like, yeah, you're probably just vegetables. shoving it in in between. No, the food was incredible, like. It's crazy that you have like two hour meals. I, yes. And they're just like constantly bringing more food, we more didn't wine. Stop eating. It's the best. <laughs> no, not at all. It's also crazy how pizza is so different there. Pizza, pasta, I mean, just every, the way of life is different. Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. They I, said Americans are very competitive. I was like, no, really? <laughs> Manny in the back was like, I told you. It's not just me saying that to you. <laughs> Does he say that to you? Yes. <laughs> are you competitive with him? I don't think so, but he said I am. In what ways? I don't know. In every way possible, I guess. <laughs> Uh, your guys' wedding looked awesome. Oh, it was, yeah, it was awesome. I, uh, one of the things I, when I was looking at it, at the time I remember, I was thinking, and I, I'm so glad we're finally here to talk about it, was the wedding officiant, the guy who Nacho Libre was based on? Yes. That's so cool. Like, I felt like it was a really underlooked at aspect of your wedding. I was like, Nacho Libre was her, so the wedding officiant? He from what Manny told me was a famous luchador that changed his ways over time and now he's like one of the most sought after priests so cool. to, I guess, officiate weddings and he was able to do ours and I didn't understand the service completely. <laughs> 
But Manny was whispering everything that the guy was saying, and it wasn't just your typical, um, I guess, service or ceremony. The, the priest was talking about how he was a luchador and um, participated in um, like negative things that hurt his marriage, and then he changed his life and what happiness and love and loyalty and respect and all like how when he found God it changed his life. It was just it was really cool. That's great. Yeah, I, from the weddings I've been, when when someone has a good speech, it definitely makes a yeah. difference for sure. Even if you so don't. So like fifty percent were really into it, and then my family were like, "This is so beautiful." <laughs> well, I just thought it was gonna be tacky if someone was gonna translate the the ceremony. And it like doubles the length of it. It wasn't. I mean, it was pretty short, but. I felt like that was more important because he had more family there, and then we had translators during the reception. Okay, that so. makes sense. Also, you got Nacho Libre doing your service, so it's it's worth it to not just have it in English. I get, I, I guess he is based after Nacho Libre, is what he was saying. I looked it up. It said, I, I think his name's Frey Tormenta. Is yes, that right? I think. I think. And, yeah. And I looked it up before we did this too, and I, but I figured you would know for sure, but. Yeah, it basically I'm said. I'm so bad with names. <laughs> no, no, I meant that if it was Nacho Libre, not necessarily his name, but it, yeah, it said that that the story of Nacho yep. Libre was very similar to like what happened to him in life. That like he was a he was a priest and then or worked at a orphanage or whatever, and then was doing lucha libre to help the orphanage and bring food and money to them, and then he just became a big luchador and. It eventually became cool for him to do both or whatever. So yeah, when I saw that, honestly, when I saw that there was a luchador doing your wedding, I was like, "That's sick! A luchador officiating the yeah. wedding? That's a real Mexican wedding right there." Uh, what was the highlight of the night for you, though? Something that you did understand, maybe? <laughs> um. Oh my gosh, there's so many highlights. We got time. Probably when we were all sitting there for the ceremony, because I never imagined all of Manny's family and all of my family together in one place. It, it felt so difficult or uh, impossible, like not a reality, yep. and it became a reality, um, and even if it was just for one day. And like, I had everyone that I wanted to be there, there, because um, I have a, like a close group, small, so yeah. And I, and I know for him, it was really important that he, so he has a lot of family. <laughs> so that they were all there. Yeah, I'm planning my wedding right now. And my Mexican family, the list is long of people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to ask my mom, like, okay, so which side, uh, who from that family am I inviting? And it was like, here's a whole spreadsheet of people. <laughs> His sisters gave him a spreadsheet too. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a Mexican thing for sure. <laughs> Did you have any bridezilla moments during the wedding or before? Anything you were like super stressed? Or were you pretty chill? No, he was way more stressed than me. Um, well, he just had more family. And, and I think maybe I was stressed about the transportation, but he made sure all the transportation for my family and friends was taken care of. Um, but other than that, no. I wasn't really, had my dress, we had good food. Other than that, what do you really need, you know? 
Absolutely, that's all I'm yeah. really, like out of all the wedding planning we're doing right now, yeah. those are kind of like the main things I'm focused on. Food and, yeah. The and pictures and videos, I'm kind of focused on those things right now. Just like, oh, I'll be so sad if the pictures don't come out or something like that. So yeah. uh, what dental surgery did you need to get done? Cause I'm, dude, I feel you. I've had dental problems since I was a kid, my whole life, I struggle with it. So I can understand having to go through multiple surgeries like that. Um. I have three implants and one of them failed. Oh. And like a week before the wedding, literally a week before the wedding, the implant failed. Oh. So actually during my ceremony, I had like 22 stitches up here because they had to cut out the, when it failed, it was an infection. So then over the summer, bone graphing, two gum graphing procedures. That stuff's painful. I've done, I've done the bone graft. I mean, I just, I hate, like, everyone's like, why were you gone? Why were you gone? Like, my mouth, like, it's really, it's like dental issues are hard to explain. And, but and I, then, get, I get them. You're talking to someone who literally, like, I've, I've done those things. So I'm like, yeah, I get it. Those things take a long time. Yeah. Definitely don't want to And it's still not done. <laughs> so. Do you have more to get done still? Yeah. How much more do you have to get done still? I'm probably gonna have to replace that third implant that we tried to save. Oh, that sucks, dude. Yeah. I, I sometimes wish I could go back and tell my younger self like, yo dude, dental stuff's real important. You should make sure you're really good at all that. Well, the first time I had my teeth knocked out, I was like six years old and I was riding my bike, fell over the handlebars, knocked out all four. Uh, we found three, put two in milk, saved the three, one was gone. We just couldn't find it until I got home. We took off my hoodie and it just fell out of like the hoodie. And then obviously two ended up dying and then I'll start cheerleading in middle school, seventh grade, same one girl knocked it out. Boom, her, her nickname was Duck. The next year she knocked him out again. Oh. Then I knocked him out in Germany oh. with Carmela. So like, it, it's been a process. That's so stressful, it sounds awful. It's so stressful. <laughs> were you worried though, like, because you had to keep, you know, eight months is a long time to be gone. Were you worried like, were you worried that like the place that you held wasn't gonna be there when you came back, like in the same way that you were gonna have to work your way back up the car and it was gonna be a whole process? You mean being champion? Yeah, I just mean like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, just not, you, I, I, yeah, did you, I'm sure you didn't immediately think you were going to come back in and be no, champion. I was not expecting that. <laughs> no. Um, Because no. I'm someone who's always worried that like, if I'm away from my work, they're going to replace me. They're going to, they're not going to, I'm not going to be as important to them as I was before. Well, if anything, I feel like the longer you're away, the more important you become. <laughs> um... I never worry about someone replacing me or taking my spot. What I w was feeling was like, what am I doing? It's been eight months and I haven't done anything. Whether that's, you know, yes, realistically, I got married. I had all these dental procedures. I was able to travel the world. But in my mind, professionally, I was like, what am I doing? But then I like, one day I'd be like, well, wait, you've been nonstop since 2012. Like, relax. Like, maybe this is a growing period. And I'm like, no, I gotta be doing something. Like, back and forth, back and forth. And then 
I'm someone that likes to be in control, so I didn't feel like I was in control. Um, so that's more what I worried about was not progressing at something, whether personally or professionally, but like someone taking my spot, no. That's the, that's the confidence in you from before. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, when did you know that you were going to be coming back? Like, when was it like, all right, let's, let's, it's, 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 we're doing this. Um, right around Christmas time. Like, I really wanted to come back at Survivor Series, but I had just finished getting my last stitches out. So I think he was like, why are we, like, don't push it. So then I got the green light um, the week of New Year's. What was your reaction when they said, this is what you're doing, you're coming back, you're winning that on night one? I didn't find out I was winning the title until I got there. Crazy. I didn't have gear with me. What? <laughs> my amazing cleaning lady brought me my gear. <laughs> I, Wait. Like, I've, I should have known better, like, why I'm coming to a wrestling show. Like, I just brought my outfit. Yeah, I'm not even so, a wrestler, and even I know you're supposed to have your gear on no, you No, but times. I didn't, I didn't, like, I thought it was just going to be, like, a walkout surprise, because I'd been gone for so long, there really didn't need to be any, like, major fireworks. But no, when I got there, they were like, oh, you need your gear. It's like, oh, God, I don't <laughs> have any gear with me. So you had to call your maid and have her bring it over? No, she's not my maid. She's my friend. She's the lady that helps me around my house. Fair. I hate that word. Fair. Lady who helps you around your house. How long, how, where was the show? Where? Uh, Orlando to Tampa. Okay. Yeah. There was okay. just a lot of traffic. And I was like, you need to go really fast. How, before, how long before the show did she get there? Well, really, I got the phone, like 30 minutes out from Tampa. So I got the call at like maybe five-ish that I needed gear. Oh, man. Right before I got to the arena. So she got to the arena around... Seven, seven, fifteen. Oh, that's yeah. That's that's definitely that's pushing it. it. Yeah, it's cutting it close for sure. Uh, but what was your reaction when you're like, oh, like, all right, we're back where we left off? Okay, I wasn't expecting this. Let's go. <laughs> I'm sure it was like, all right, well. Well, what are you gonna like? I, we're not gonna say no. I know that. Gonna, like, yeah. But I'm sure, like, you had to have been like, oh, well, all right. I guess we're we're back in this. Like, we're 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 not wasting any time. Well. I never thought when I went back that it wasn't gonna be like full speed ahead. I just didn't think I was gonna be champion on the first night, but I knew it was gonna be like, let's go. So. Like I'm Charlotte Flair, of course it's gonna be let's go time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about your new theme song? Um, I didn't like it the first night. Uh, it was just way too slow, and then we tweaked it, and now I love it. Um, I read something today on like my Twitter timeline where someone had like quoted that I didn't like or want to change. People get everything I say wrong. Um, no, the the guy who runs our music department had called me and said, "Hey, you want to do an update?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm really bad with change, but yes, let's do it. This is a good thing." Um, the only thing I didn't like was uh, it was so slow the first night I came back to Tampa, and then they tweaked it for the second night. You're telling me the internet took something out of proportion and didn't and, and took it out of context? I, for one, am shocked to hear that. Never when it comes to me, ever. <laughs> <I was> like, what? <laughs> 
Yeah, I, uh, I saw people saying that too. It's. I just didn't want the person that did my music to think that I was, if he reads, I don't know who reads, I'm like, oh, if I, here we go again. <laughs> That's pretty cool that you have the ability to kind of be like, hey, can we just speed that up instead? I, it's, I don't, I, I don't know how the music process works in WWE, but that's cool that you can like, hey, let's just make that faster. Oh no, they're very, I mean, he was very open to everything, yeah. Did you, how long in advance did you know that you were getting a different song? Oh, actually we had started working on the music, I think in like September, October. That's fun, that seems like a fun process. Yeah. Did they give you other, like samples and things like that? Or did they just say, here's what we're thinking? Uh, like three samples that were pretty, like similar, but it was really figuring out the padding because I don't leave Gorilla to come out to like, like for like 15 seconds. And then I have another like minute where it takes me to get to where the fireworks are. And then another like minute and a half to get in the ring. So I was more worried about the change, like how do we fix the beats and the changes to where it kicks in. Um, so they sent me my last Backlash match. So I kept watching that entrance and timing it to tell them where I wanted the cues for the different music. I just didn't realize how slow and how much similar it was to my dad's at that first beginning, but now it's like completely changed. You know, on the babyface front, I was wondering, were, is that something that was decided before you came back? Or was it like they heard the pop for you, they heard the positive reaction for you, and they decided to go in that direction after? I honestly have no idea. I really don't. We never talked about good, bad. I mean, I'm pretty sure every writer in that company knows I prefer to be a bad guy. Um, but we, it was never discussed or anything like that. What about going out of that? Like, okay, well, we clearly have got something here that's been discussed since. Or just kind of like they want you to be you? Just me be me. That's cool. Yeah. Because it feels like Triple H, I feel like, even though you've been, you know, used great throughout the whole time you've been in WWE, I feel like Triple H is someone who seems to, like, really understand your, your character and you yeah. more than others, I would imagine. Yeah. Now I kind of know what comes across, like I said, like face versus beat, like things like that. So it's just like trying to be as natural and not forced. Like if people saw like the bad guy character really how much like I loved the business and kind of like show that as a good guy. I don't know. That makes sense. I, I, I mean, it might take a couple reps with like different opponents, you know, to yep. see, cause every opponent's different. Yes. but. I do notice even on the mic, you've made some small changes, like, or like just playing with the crowd more when they're, you know, behind you or they're chanting something yeah. and, and kind of like, whereas when you were a heel, you wouldn't really be playing into that as much. Like, what were they chanting the other day at Sonya? The... True. Yes. Trick. No, I mean, they chanted a lot during the Ronda. True. Like, I played with them then. True. But it was more just to get them to react Hey folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie. Formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services. Marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now, you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you. It's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals, 
to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. It's more antagonistic than yeah. like with them. Yeah. Because I feel like that's... The like now thing. I'm like, I'm joking with them instead of trying to get them to joke at me. Yes. Does, yeah. Absolutely. That's, that's, that, that's, that's the, the best big, way to put yes, it. Yes, that's the Like big, I'm listening to them and want to enjoy with them instead of like, I need you to act this way towards me. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Because before it'd be like, you'd shove it down. Yep. <laughs> you'd take what they were doing and kind of like use it against them. But now you're taking yeah. what they're giving you and like, hey, I'm one of you. Let's I'm play. Part. Let's play. Yeah. Yeah. Let's play. Which is cool. Because I mean, for yeah. you, that's not the norm of like your character. And it, it has been fun to see because I think initially when you came back, people were like, I don't know, Charlotte can play baby face, you know, but... The, the, the reaction is just getting more and more positive each week, which is really cool to watch. It's, it's been nice. Like, I, I said recently in an interview, I'd never had that feel-good moment. I mean, I've had incredible moments in my career, but what I meant was, like, I've never, like, characters have pivotal, pivotal moments when they turn, right? Yep. I've, like... Yes, mine happened to be because I was gone for so long, but I like felt like this was an actual opportunity to turn when other times it felt so forced. So maybe that's what I meant was like this was a, a an organic feel good moment that wasn't forced. Absolutely. Or like we weren't trying to create it. Like um People were when my dad got sick, when my dad got sick and I won the SmackDown title in Charlotte yep. and he came out like, that was great, but it was like a situ like that doesn't make me, I don't know. There's just so many different, like when I started to face Bailey and she had just turned bad, which made me, why am I good? Like, what? Okay, because Bailey's bad, why am I good? Like, she just pushed me off a chair last week in an Alexa Bliss moment. You know? Yes. So it just felt more like a natural feel-good moment. Well, it's the definition of a feel-good moment because I think like, other times have been, like you said, storyline-driven or whatever, but this was like people genuinely happy to see you again. Yeah. Like, you could see that everybody missed you. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, as much as you enjoy playing heel, I'm sure just, like, on a human level, it's nice to feel like you were missed. No, just seeing the kids. Like, even, um... Where were we? Detroit. No, not Detroit. I don't know where I was. On, yeah, Detroit. The promo with... Okay, I don't know what city I was in. Okay. The, um, 
I was doing my entrance and I've always, um, or I, I'm always so stoic as I walk to the ring and there was like five or six kids lined up on my right side and they, like seriously they were just like shaking to touch me and I never uh, break character or go to high five them and I was just walking to a mansion so I was like oh they're making my day and just like gave them high fives and then when I um, gave the first girl high five just like to see her like you would have thought I don't know that I was like a real superhero like those moments now that I get to do those have is what it's all about like I don't have to shy away or it just is nice to be able to interact with the kids. You are a real life superhero to a lot of kids, <laughs> just so you know that. No, I know, but I've seen like the. You like a superhero, but like you, you technically are like a walking no. real life superhero. To yes, to the, yes, I've felt, I've had my superhero moment, not my villain moment. <laughs> Great. There you go. <laughs> All right, well, we've reached the end of the show here. I appreciate you giving me this time, but I like to end every episode of the show with a segment that I call the finishing move, where I talk to my guest about their... Uh. No, continue. I want to see how the queen does it. All right, look at this. This is Charlotte Flair treatment. Get on the Ryan Satin show, continue. This isn't the place for this, though. Well, you know, I followed her to Raw but she ducked me and pawned me off of Bianca, so now I'm here. Sonya. I'm gonna do whatever it takes to get the rematch. Sonya, come on, please. Thank so you. you know. come on, if I was gonna hit time. her, I would've already hit her. I, I know. know that. Please, let's go. <laughs> Bye, queen. You okay? Should we continue? Yeah, sorry. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't usually happen on Zoom. Um, you know what, let's just, that was weird. We'll, we'll end it on that note. Uh, thank you very much, I appreciate you doing this today. Thank you.